You are listening to the Stouffville Pentecostal Church audio podcast. We're so glad that you've decided to tune in this week. Our message this week comes from our lead pastor, Pastor Jeff Laird, and our message is entitled, Whatever Happens, Rejoice. Have a listen. Amen. Next week, we're going to be starting a, um, a series called Getting Over It, and um, going to be looking at some practical um, things that we need to get over in our lives, like anger, um, discouragement, shame, uh, doubt, uh, these kind of things. And we're going to start that next week. But this week is, this is what I sometimes call a tweener week, that I'm, I'm between, you know, I'm not at my, ser- my uh, series starting yet. And if you recall, this was the week that actually Pastor Earl was scheduled to speak, but couldn't make it because of the lockdown. And so I thought that what we would do today is to talk about the topic, and the, this, there's a verse that has been uh, sticking in my mind, but the topic of joy and rejoicing in, in the midst of what we're facing. And uh, I want to share that with you today, and I hope that it's an encouragement to you. And um, if, if you're here, I want you to just, when I, when, I make, when I say something good, say amen, all right? Just let's lift our voice. Let's be Pentecostal in the house. And if you're at home today, type stuff in the chat. Say the Lord is good and just be into it today. And as we press in, I, I, I was just, just saying, Lord, when I press into the Lord and I begin to think about his goodness and his power and his greatness and just the destiny that awaits the children of God, I start to feel better on the inside. It starts to lift anything that needs to be lifted out of me. And so I hope today uh, that you'll feel that. So just one verse, Philippians chapter 3, verse 1, is this verse that's just been sticking in my head for a little bit, and I want to read it for you today. Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. But here's the key, the key that I wanna focus in on today is, whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Whatever happens, rejoice in the Lord. Paul is encouraging us to maintain joy even through the challenges of life. And then later in the next chapter, he says this in Philippians 4, verse 4. He says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. You know, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, come on, I want you to be, be sharp. Did everyone have coffee? I'm sorry that I can't give you any in the cafe, but let's be sharp, all right? Let's, let's, be, let's be with me today, every step of the way, right? He says, be full of joy, rejoice, and again, I say rejoice. Philippians is actually, it, there's it's sort of a theme that flows through this, this little letter that Paul wrote. By the way, he wrote it from jail. He wrote it from prison. Wasn't sure what his long-term future held, but he's writing to the Philippians about joy from a jail cell. So he's not, he's not in this, this, uh, this pristine setting with clouds flowing by with plenty of food and life was wonderful and he says, be joyful. 
No, he's writing from a dirty, stinky, rotten jail cell, encouraging them about six, at least six times through this letter, rejoice, 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 he says it. So he's in jail as he writes these words, and he, he says this numerous times. Uh, to, he, he's encouraging the Philippians to rejoice. And it, it hit me, he clearly thought the Philippians needed this reminder. He clearly thought they needed to be encouraged to rejoice. And I thought, thank you, because this is exactly what I think we need right now. We need the reminder to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Whatever happens, brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Be with me now, stay with me now. Now remember, remember uh, I think it was in the 80s, but um, there was a song that went really big. Bobby McFerrin wrote this song and it was done by Bob Marley and other people, but Bobby was the, was the man who actually wrote the song. You know it, it's called, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Now, I was listening to that song this week and it, it just inspired me again as I was reading. Now, I don't know if Bobby McFerrin was thinking about Philippians 3.1, probably not. But I made the connection. And he, he says this, he goes, it's like this, he goes, uh, like this, right? Let me try it now, it goes. Well, here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note, don't worry. Come on, snap with me. Be happy. I'll do, I got one more line now. He goes, um, uh, in every life we have some trouble, but when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Come on, sing it with me. Be happy. That's all I got. That's all I got. Don't worry, child of God. You got the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on your side. You are on his team and he holds the world in the palm of his hands. You're going to be all right. So how is it possible to remain joyful all the time? This is the key. And, and, and Paul goes on and gives us this, this key. And don't miss it. He says, this is a key. How do you stay joyful when he says, rejoice in the Lord always? And again, I say, rejoice. Whatever happens, brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Don't miss the phrase, in the Lord. In the Lord. In the Lord. In the Lord. It says, rejoice in the Lord. Brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It's the key to being able to remain steady, joyful, strong, and hopeful, even through the ups and downs of life. It's the key. You know why? Because there's a certain indestructibility about Christian joy. It's, it's indestructible. It's, it's because the joy is found in the Lord right? This is joy that the world didn't give us. Come on. And it's joy that the world can't. It didn't give it to you and it shouldn't take it away. It is joy in the Lord. 
Rejoice in the Lord. It is found in him. So when we're instructed, make Jesus your top priority. Get your joy from him. Don't look to stuff. Don't look to others, people, money, possessions, relationship, power, fame. All these things are things that people place their joy on. And here's the deal. All of these things are not eternal, and all of these things we can lose. If I place all of my joy in a certain possession, and then I lose the possession, I'm going to struggle with joy. But when I place my joy in the Lord, I can't lose. You know why? Because you can't lose Jesus. He's with you now, he's with you tomorrow, he's with you to the end of the time. It says, even when you take your last breath and you open your eyes, you will be in the presence of the Lord. He will be the one waiting for us. He is with us, he's always with us. He will never leave us. And so the key to our joy as believers is the source where it comes from. Get your joy, how can you remain joyful? Rejoice in the Lord always. Whatever happens, brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Don't miss that phrase. This is the key, the source. When it comes from him, we can keep it. So find your joy in the Lord and find it nowhere else. Christ is in me and I I am in him. And so my joy can remain because nothing can break that connection that I have with him. And that makes me feel good on a bad day. Look at these verses in Romans, you know them, but just be encouraged today. Romans 8 says, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or the earth below, indeed, nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. God's people said amen. This is powerful truth. So even if we struggle to rejoice in our circumstances, we can find ourselves, of course, going through pain and sorrow and grief and frustration, but we can still rejoice in the Lord because his love never leaves us and his power is still among us. So when Paul says, whatever happens, Rejoice in the Lord. He's encouraging us to do something about it. When you find yourself troubled or discouraged or frustrated, he's saying, listen, whatever happens, rejoice in the Lord. He knows, of course he knows, that there's going to be things that are going to come against us, come into our lives. Sometimes we do it ourselves. Sometimes it's not our own fault. But lots of stuff will come to try to rob us of this, try to take it from us. And he's saying, whatever happens, happens, rejoice in the Lord. Look at Philippians 4.8. He says, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So he's saying, listen, think and meditate on the things of the Lord. 
So if you find yourself feeling down, irritated, annoyed, frustrated, feeling some kind of a weight or a cloud, you know, it's time to return your thoughts to the good stuff. This is, this is how you, you start climbing out of it. You, you say, no, no, I'm going to think about things that are true. Think about things that are lovely. Think about things that are admirable. Think about the beautiful things that Jesus has done. Like, I was lost but now I'm found. Come on. I was blind, but now I see. I was a prodigal child, but now I've been adopted into the family of God, that he is with me. He does love me. He is for me. My past is forgiven, and my future is secure. He is the one that I lean on, that I run to. He is my source. There is fullness of joy in him, and like Nehemiah said as he was building the wall to the people, come on, the joy of the Lord is my strength. This is how we're going to get through. This is how we're going to finish the project. This is how we're going to see victory. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. So think and meditate on this. The joy of the Lord. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. Here's a couple of verses I want to share with you. Isaiah 61.10. I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord. My God, for he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. I am like a bridegroom dressed for his wedding or a bride with her jewels. I love that verse. Psalm 13 verse 5 says, but I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. Look at Psalm 40, uh, verse 16. This is a powerful verse. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, the Lord is great. Come on, shout it with me. The Lord is great. Come on, just, it says repeatedly shout. Do we got, how about three times? And let's do it. At home, type it in the chat, shout it at your TV, look at your screen, come on. And may those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, the Lord is great, the Lord is great, the Lord is great. This is who he is. Encourage yourself with the things that are right and true, the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. He is all that we've ever needed. You, child of God, are a co-heir with Jesus. Eternity awaits you. His hand is upon you. His favor is with you. Whatever happens, brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It's a choice. Do you see? It's a choice. It's a choice. Don't miss that. It's a choice. I can choose to be grumpy, miserable, or I can choose to turn my eyes to the things of the Lord so the things of earth will go strangely dim. And as I begin to think of his beauty, his glory, you know, his 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 his, his his awesomeness in my life. I love his salvation, and so I can repeatedly shout, the Lord is great. It's awesome. So whatever happens, brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It's a choice. 
that we have to make for ourselves. Whatever comes our way, may those who love the salvation that he provides repeatedly shout, the Lord is great. Come on, say it with me. The Lord is great. See, there are a lot of things that are going to come to steal our joy. And right after Paul says, he says it in chapter 3, then he says it in chapter 4, verse 4, rejoice, and then I, I tell you again, rejoice. And, and um, right after Paul tells the people to rejoice and rejoice again in chapter 4, he points to a major hurdle that we're all going to face. He says this right after he commands us to rejoice. Look at verse 6, he puts, he puts these words down, and he says, don't worry. So he says, listen, Right, rejoice in the Lord. And I, and, I, and I say, and I remind you again, rejoice. Oh, and by the way, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So, this is a major hurdle that we're all facing all the time. Worry and anxiety are joy killers. They, they sap our strength. They steal our joy. Anxiety at its core is really fear, right? It, it, at its core, it's really fear. And fear is the great enemy of joy. So, like, it's very hard to live rejoicing when you're constantly afraid, right? And this is why the Bible says a million times, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. Hundreds of times, don't be afraid. Why? Because we have to find our confidence in the Lord. See, and the more confidence we have in him, the more joy we'll experience, the more peace that we can have. That, that, it, it, that his love chases away fear, his love brings confidence, assurance. It brings all the good things, the admirable qualities, the things that are worthy of praise into our lives. And so the more confidence we have in the Lord, the more these things begin to strengthen us on the, on the inside. Worry at its core, really, for a believer, it's a lack of trust, isn't it? It's a lack of trust in the Lord. Do we trust him or do we not? And why are we worried? Does he have this or does he not? Right? Come on. Why are we afraid? So we've got to say, Lord, my confidence is in you. I can't live with worry and anxiety. It's stealing my joy. It's stealing my confidence. I want to rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. So I've got to deal with this, this worry, anxiety, fear thing because it's taking me away from the person I want to be, and it's taking me away from the qualities that I want to have. So having confidence in him gives us the ability to stay calm through the storms, to stay on point, to, to, to keep keeping on. It's an anchor. It's an anchor that holds us firm when the winds blow, even when it feels like everything around us at times is coming apart we can rest on the anchor of Jesus. And so there's so many things, so many things that can steal our joy, but Paul seems to point out the first thing that comes to his mind after he says, rejoice, rejoice, my children, rejoice, people of God. Then he says, oh, and by the way, deal with your worry and your anxiety. 
Isn't that interesting? It's not random that those verses follow right after. So there's an immediate uh, reason, and there's an ultimate reason, of course, that we can rejoice. Today, now, our immediate reason is that he's our shelter, he's our deliverer, he's our savior, he is with us every moment, who he, he promises to be with us and to be for us. And so that's worthy of rejoicing. And by the way, just throwing in, you know what? If the Lord never blessed us with one little thing for the rest of our lives, from this point on, we still have more than enough to give him praise for. Understand? Even if we receive nothing else from his hand, we still have more than enough reason to bless him. But because he's so good, he never stops giving, amen? It says like every day his mercies are fresh. Every day his mercies are new. Every day his grace is upon us. He wants to continue to pour out strength and blessing into our lives. He is awesome. And so there's this immediate reason why we can praise. Now, the ultimate reason, of course, is that one great day, right? One great day, we will ultimately rejoice because of the victory that Jesus has won over sin and death. Look at these verses that point to it, 1 Corinthians 15. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever, and we who are living will also be transformed. And this one, one of my favorite, this was uh, 1 John 3, 2. You know, it hit me when I was reading this verse again this week. Uh, when I graduated Bible college about uh, 78 years ago, um, that's how it feels sometimes. They asked us for sort of a life verse. What's a verse that's impacted your life? And I remember saying this verse right here, 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. It says, dear friends, we are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. This is the ultimate hope. This is the ultimate reason for joy. Because one sweet and glorious day, there will be no more need for handicapped parking spots. There will be no more need for doctors or nurses. There will be no viruses infecting anybody. There will be perfection. There will be strength. There will be love, grace, joy, inexpressible joy in a perfect way that we can't even yet comprehend in bodies that are remade and done. We don't know what we'll be like when Christ appears, but we know this. We will see him as he is. Come on. That makes me happy. Don't worry. Be happy. He didn't know it maybe when he wrote those words, but man, he was just so in line with the message that Paul is trying to communicate to the Philippians. So believers, we can rise up. We can rejoice in the midst of lockdown. We can put on a garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. 
We can do all this. Don't worry. Be happy. Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So good. Band, come on back. And as they're coming back, wanted to show you this video that I really enjoyed this week. It's uh, just, a, just a short video, maybe a minute or so, but it's, it's just about the topic of rejoicing in the midst of what we're going through. And it, uh, I enjoyed it, and I, I, I trust that it'll be an encouragement to you. Go ahead and play it. Yes, this year, especially this year. This year, more than ever. Not because it wasn't so bad, not because next year will be better. Not because some good things happened. Not even just because God says so. Rejoice in the Lord, you people of the Lord, because Christ is Lord. This is the year of the Lord's favor. This is the year of God's grace. Again, we are still the redeemed, still ransomed by the blood, still furiously convinced especially this year, that neither life, nor death, nor pandemic, nor lockdown, nor masks, nor isolation, nor anything else in all of creation can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We will give thanks this year, not in spite of what was lost, but because of what cannot be. We'll rejoice in the Lord because we are the people of the Lord. Let's do more than count our blessings. Let's count ourselves among the blessed. I'll say it again, rejoice. Amen, amen, stand, stand with us. You know, one of the lines in that video uh, that got me personally was, it said, we, we rejoice not in spite of the things we've lost, but because of the things we cannot lose. When our joy is found in Jesus, it can't be taken away. It can't be shaken. It's short-term and long-term and every term in between. He is so lovely and beautiful. You've been listening to the Stouffville Pentecostal Church audio podcast. For more information about Stouffville Pentecostal Church, please visit our website at www.spcfamily.ca. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next week.